Savior. I know he in all his love will lead me. Amen. Thank you for that, ladies. We've got a great music ministry here. I mean, the music is just, it's so good. It really is. I know I get to participate in it sometimes. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. It's not my intention. But just the groups that have sang, even just today, has just been phenomenal. You know, and I think we're blessed with a church here that when, when we get up to sing, that it's for the Lord. And that shows. So I, I even had a conversation just yesterday with a, um, a lady that comes here, and one of the main reasons that she loves this church is, is the music ministry. It, it's such a, such a powerful testimony of our church to have the choir that we have and all the, all the special singing we have. You know, it, it, it's a blessing. It really is. And I'm grateful to be a, church, a part of a church that has uh, such a good music ministry. So, uh, Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 2 tonight. It's where we'll begin. We'll read from 2 Kings to Revelation, and then we'll go home. No, I'm just kidding. I do have quite a bit to read. Um, we're going to read all of 2 Kings chapter 2, not all of 2 Kings. Just 2 Kings chapter 2. So, you might, if you get bored, you might read it all, but... 
We'll see. 2 Kings chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tear here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray here, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that the two went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elisha of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with thy servants fifty strong men. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master. Lest peradventure the spirit of the Lord hath taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, Ye shall not send. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Send. They sent, therefore, fifty men, and they sought three days, but found him not. And when the time came again to him, for he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, Did I not say unto you, Go not? And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth, but the water is not, and the ground barren. I'm going to go ahead and stop there. Let's, let's have a word of prayer. 
Lord, we just thank you for, again, the opportunity to be in your house this evening, Lord, and just the opportunity to gather around your word. And I pray that as uh, your words expounded upon, as, as we talk about all the things that are found here in Scripture, that you would speak to my heart, Lord, and to the heart of those that are here this, this evening. Father, we desperately want to meet with you, Lord. We know we need to. And so I pray and I ask that you would meet with us. I pray that you'd use me as a mouthpiece this evening. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In our passage this evening, we have three people. Well, three sets of people. You have Elijah, Elisha, and the sons of the prophets. Okay, now, I've read this story before. I'm familiar with the story. But I've never noticed the sons of the prophets. So I decided I'm going to find out who these people were and why they keep bothering Elisha. And so I did a little bit of a study, and in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 35, it tells us a little bit about the sons of the prophets. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 35. The Bible says, And a certain man of the sons of the prophets said unto his neighbor, In the word of the Lord smite me, I pray thee. And the man refused to smite him. Then said he unto him, Because thou hast not obeyed the voice of the Lord, behold, as soon as thou art departed from me, a lion shall slay thee. And as soon as he was departed from him, a lion found him and slew him. So we get a little picture of the sons of the prophets. He has the word of the Lord with him. He talks to this man and tells him to smite him in the the word of the Lord. He doesn't do it. He says, okay, you didn't do it. A lion's going to attack you when you leave here. And it's going to slay you. And that's exactly what happened. So they, they had power from God. They had vision from God. They prophesied for the Lord is what we can gather from this. They weren't just anybody standing by. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. So here we hear from a wife of the sons of the prophets how he feared the Lord. So the sons of the prophets were people that had the ability to prophesy for the Lord. And this one, he feared the Lord. All good things. Glad to hear it. Verse 38 of chapter 4. The Bible says, And Elisha came again to Gilgal, And there was a dearth in the land, and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said unto his servant, Set on the great pot and seethe of the pottage for the sons of the prophets. Okay, so now we see here they're servants to the man of God. So the sons of the prophets, they had the ability to prophesy. They had the ability to hear from the Lord. And they they would prophesy. They did. And they also feared God. They loved him enough. They respected him. And now they, they serve the man of God. And then we have Elisha. And Elisha is the same thing, right, to Elijah. He loves the Lord. He was a prophet. He was ordained to be a prophet. If you turn to 1 Kings chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19, beginning in verse 13. The Bible says, 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 13, And it was so when Elijah heard, 
heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazazel, Hazael, to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, Okay, Shall thou, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. So here we see God giving the commandment for Elisha to become a prophet. Elisha was a man that loved God. He feared the Lord. He went out of his way to serve the man of God. We see that in our passage that as he would go on, he refused to leave Elijah. Elisha would not leave Elijah as long as he lived. He was a servant of the man of God. This evening, I want to talk about the difference between Elisha and the sons of the prophets. What separates Elisha from the sons of the prophets? They, they did the same job. They did all the same things. But Elisha had an advantage that they didn't have. And tonight, I want to narrow down what that advantage was. Okay, so first things first. The first difference I notice is that Elisha was willing to ask. He was willing to ask for that double portion. In 2 Kings chapter 2, in verse 10, or 9, the Bible says, And it came to pass when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. What separates Elisha from the sons of the prophets was he was willing to ask for a double portion. At this point, the sons of the prophets are sitting, are, are standing afar off watching Elijah and Elisha. They're on the sidelines, watching, waiting to see what's going to happen. They knew what was going to happen. They told Elisha twice that Elijah was going to be taken because they were prophets of the Lord. But the difference between Elisha and the sons of the prophets was that he was willing to ask for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Why? He was willing to ask because he'd seen what Elijah had done through God's power. And he wanted that for himself. He wanted that walk for himself. He wasn't content with being the same, with just doing his job. He wanted more for himself, so he was willing to ask for it, whereas the sons of the prophets stood off on the sideline and said, I'm going to watch this take place. God's going to do something great. And don't get me wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. They were doing their job. They prophesied for the Lord. But yet, there's more they could have done. They could have pushed farther like Elisha did. Elisha wanted that double portion to the point that he was willing to ask God for it. He was willing to ask Elijah for it, who he knew could give it to him based on the, the power he had from God. 
So he asked God, essentially, for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And that's what separates Elisha from the sons of the prophets. He was willing to get a hold of God and say, God, I know that I can't do this in my own flesh. I need Elisha's spirit. But not just Elijah's spirit. I'm going to try not to mess this up. They're very close in name. I don't just need Elijah's spirit. I need a double portion of it. Because that's a man of God. And if I have a double portion of his spirit, I can do great things. See, Elisha knew what we all knew. We're not perfect. We're flawed. We make mistakes. And so he served underneath Elijah, and he saw the fruit of his ministry, and he said, I want that for myself, but I want it even more. Elisha, Elijah, sorry, Elijah had a lot of victories in his ministry to the point that God took him. That's amazing. Only two people in the whole Bible did God take without dying. Enoch and Elijah. And so Elisha says, I want that for myself. He wasn't content with just being a mediocre Christian. And we can't be content with just being mediocre. Amen. We have to want that double portion for ourselves. And that's what I see is different between them and the sons of the prophets. He wasn't willing to sit on the sideline. Although Elijah gave him every chance to sit back and sit on the sideline. Twice, maybe even three times, because I can't remember at this very moment. But Elijah told him, tarry here, because the Lord sends me to Bethel and to Jericho. I'm going with twice, because those are the two I remember. Twice, though. And both times, Elisha said, I'm not going to leave you. Because he wanted more than just to sit on the sidelines. And as Christians, we ought to want more than just to sit on the sidelines and watch God work through other people. We, we have to have, want more for ourselves. We can't be content, complacent. And it's really easy to get that way. We have our ministry. I have my Sunday school class. I have my bus route. I don't need to serve more. I don't need to seek God for a greater blessing. Elisha would go on to do wonders. Even within our chapter, he sends... I believe it's 42 she-bears. No, two she-bears to slay 42 children that were mocking him. I don't have control over animals like that. If I did, the principal's office wouldn't be so full all the time. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Most of the kids come from my fourth through sixth grade boys class anyway, so it is what it is. I know what I'm walking into. But what I'm saying is that Elisha had power from the Lord immediately. The moment that was done, he had power from the Lord because he was willing. And the question today that we have to ask ourselves is, are we willing to beg God for a double portion? We talked about it this morning. God's almighty. He's all powerful. He can meet our needs. And he can give us that double portion. He can give us that filling of his spirit. See, I read about him saying he wants Elijah's spirit, but I assume, and maybe I'm wrong for assuming this, but I assume that Elijah's spirit was God's spirit. 
He was filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's why God blessed him and used him so mightily. And if we're going to be used mightily in our ministries, we have to beg God for that double portion. If we want to see souls saved in our Sunday school classes and our bus routes, we've got to get a hold of God. If we want to see our church grow and have to bring more chairs in, we personally have to get a hold of God and ask him to use us. If we want to see souls saved out at the door, we have to get a hold of God and ask him for a double portion. We have to get a hold of God. It's as simple as that. Elisha was willing to ask. He was willing to go to God. Are we? Now, Elisha had it easy. Elijah asked him, what do you want, me, what do you want from me? God's not asking us that. But he's always listening. He's always ready to hear our prayers. And we can turn to him. We can go to him. We can trust in the Lord, like we talked about this morning. And beg him for that double portion. Beg him to do something great in and through us. We have a, a city outside these doors that holds close to 200,000 people. About 40,000 doors in the greater Akron area. And they need Christ. We have about 200 people on average on Sunday morning in this auditorium. That's barely, it's not even 1% of the people in Akron. So that tells me that there's people out there that need reached. There's people out there that are hearing false gospels that are listening to the wrong thing. Or they just don't care about God at all. Because they've never been told about him. And yet, here we sit, hearing our services, hearing how we ought to do the right thing, walking out of here. That was a good message. All right, so what's for dinner? Never actually allowing the word of God to change us. Never actually allowing the word of God to get into our homes and make a difference. The word of God can't make a difference because we won't let it. Because we won't open it up and get a hold of him. We won't ask him to do something in our lives. We're too stubborn, too prideful. And to be quite frank, it's too inconvenient. Why would I give up my life to serve God? Why would I give up my Saturday to go out door knocking? That's my only day off. I hear that all the time. It's my only day off. I just want to take it easy. Okay. We'll have all eternity to take it easy, but okay. That's fine. I understand. I, I hear where you're at when I hear that. I understand where your heart is. And it's not with people. Because if our heart was with people, we'd do something. We'd act upon it. We wouldn't allow the cares of this world to choke us out. And that's, that's the state of Christianity today. We're caught up in the world. We don't need anything. People don't need anything from us. Do we believe this book? Do we believe what it says? Or is it just how I ease my conscience? My conscience. <clears throat> it's how I feel good about myself. It's how, I be, it's how I know I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I go to church. I work in a Sunday school class. 
I work on a bus route. I've done my part. Just let me go work my job and make my money. Is that what it's really all about? When we talked about this morning, Solomon experienced all of that. And he'd tell you, it's a waste of time. Because at the end, you're not going to take any of it with you. But what you will take with you is what you did for the Lord. How you raised your children on biblical principles. That'll last. I was reading earlier and the Bible was, I was in Proverbs and it talked about how I believe it's said a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. This is the inheritance I want my children's children to have. And if I step away from this, they're not going to hear it. If I step back from what the Bible says, my children may not hear it. And if they don't hear it, my grandchildren children will never hear it. My family will never get saved. I'll go on and have a family, sure. How many of us have family that's not in church? Oh, they went to church at one time, but they don't go anymore. That might be our fault. That might be because we played church. Because we weren't willing to get a hold of God and actually ask him to do something in our hearts and our lives. We just want him to ease our conscience. I go to church. What more can you ask of me? I don't know what your need is tonight. But I know what we do, what we definitely need is more of this. And we need more prayer in our lives. Because the thing is, Elisha knew the word of God. But it wasn't until he asked for the filling that he got it. You can be a Bible scholar. You can know your Bible in and out. But if you're not a prayer warrior... Doesn't matter. You're not putting it to practice. We have to be willing to get a hold of the Lord, pray to Him, and beg Him to do something great. That's the only way we'll see God do great things. Jeremiah 33 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen God do great and mighty things around here lately. I've seen Him do things that I expect, but I know that we serve a God that can do more than I expect. Amen. Ephesians says in chapter 4, I want to say, that he's able to do, it's chapter 3, he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. I don't know about you guys, but everything I've seen the Lord do, I've expected him to be able to do. I'm still waiting for him to blow my mind. I am. I'm waiting for him to do something that I, I can't even imagine. Amen. And I'm asking for him to do it. And we need to ask him to do it. If we're going to see this church grow, if we're going to be able to reach our city, if we're going to be able to see our nation be revived. Man, I, I don't even want to think. And I, perp- I, don't, I don't watch the news. I don't, get, I don't listen to politics unless it's almost time to vote. Because to be quite frank with you, it's all depressing. And I... I don't even want to think about the kind of nation my children are going to have when they're adults. Because it looks like it's going down the tank. But if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I forgive their sin 
Then will I hear them from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. If we want God to do a revival in our city, in our church, it's got to start here. If he's going to do revival in our church and we expect him to do it in our city and in our nation, then we, the people of God, have got to get a hold of God. We have to. It's that simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. I understand. It, these aren't hard concepts to grasp, but they're not always easy to do because we complicate it and the flesh gets in our way. We've got a 24-hour prayer, and it's like, I, I don't know about that. I just, I don't want to get up in the middle of the night. It's kind of inconvenient. I, right, right in the middle of my REM cycle, I just, I, I can't do it. I don't even know what my REM cycles are. I don't even know what that means. Rapid eye movement, that's about all I got. But listen, we allow our flesh to hold us back. Amen. That person at the store, they don't. They don't want to hear what, what I have to tell them. They may not want to hear it, but they need to. Amen. They need to hear what we have to say. Because we have the truth. We have the word of God. And there's a whole city out there with people that need to hear it. That are hurting. That are going through life without hope. And they're going to die and go to hell. And what am I going to do about it? I mean, I'm not just preaching to you guys. I'm preaching to myself. The Lord's placed a burden on my life, and I'm not always faithful at fulfilling it. I'm not preaching just to you guys. We've got to get a hold of God. Elisha was willing to ask God for a double portion. Tonight, are you willing to ask God for a double portion? That's the first thing I notice. He was willing to get a hold of God, to ask him for a double portion. As we continue on, the second thing I notice is that Elisha didn't just ask. When the time came, he acted. In verse 12 of our passage, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 12, the Bible says, And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Elisha was willing to take up the mantle. In the next verse there, you'll, he'll take that mantle and he'll smite the water with it and he'll cry out, where's the Lord God of Elijah? He's testing it. He was willing to take up the mantle and test it and he found out that God is who he says he is. What we need today is to be willing to go to God, but we also need to be willing to take up the mantle of those that have come before us. Our pastor is not always going to sit in that chair and preach from this pulpit. Someday there's going to be a need for somebody to fill this pulpit, to preach the word, to stand for the faith, to be unwavering in their faith. And the question is, are we willing to stand for the faith. Are we willing to be unwavering in our faith? Because he won't always be there to make sure that we are. I have to make that decision for myself. I have to take up that mantle. We got Brother Kavanaugh. He may not always be here. 
This whole building is a result of a lot of hard work from him. Who's willing to take up that mantle of learning how to do all the construction it took around here? He basically became a general contractor. Who's willing to take up that mantle so that we can have great facilities that allow people to come in and think something great of God? And they do. People come into Community Baptist Temple and say, man, I was here when it was the carousel. I worked here. And what you guys have done with the place is great. It's fantastic. It looks awesome. It looks amazing. That's because we had men of God who are willing to get a hold of God and allow them to figure all this out. I mean, some of us were here before we did all this. We know what it looked like before. God did that through, through a man of God. Who's willing to take up that mantle? Because there's a need not just for pastors, for assistant pastors. There's need for people that are willing to lift up the hands of the, of the preacher to support him. There's a need for that. But are we willing to take up that mantle? Or are we just going to stay and do the bare minimum? Ease our conscience. Do what's easy. You've got Brother Josh. Runs our music ministry. Learned to play the piano. Writes songs for special events and our themes every year. Who's willing to learn to do that? Who's willing to take up that mantle? To devote their life to Christ-honored music? Because that's what it is. He's not content with just putting any kind of music up here. It's all got to be Christ-honoring. It's all got to lift up him and not lift up our flesh. That's really easy to do. You go down to any one of these churches that got the big stages with, with the black stage and the, the fancy lights. And I know we've got fancy lights too, but that's not what I'm talking about. It looks like a rock concert in some of these places. And what they do is they breed emotion in you, a feeling in you, so you can experience the Lord. That's what they want. So you can feel good. Not so God can be honored. Who's willing to take up a mantle like that? That'll give themselves to Christ-honored music. That's what we need. We need people that are willing to to fill the roles that are going to be empty someday. We need to be willing to do the work of God. And Elisha was willing. He wasn't just going to sit on the sidelines like the sons of the prophets. Because Elisha knew Elijah would be gone someday. So he stuck close by and learned everything he could. I have one more example. (coughs) Excuse me. I think of uh, a brother Watson. Faithful. Stood at his door every service. Was a trustee. Was somebody that was always willing to help out. Lend a hand. Who exhibited the love of Christ. I don't think I've ever met anybody that had a bad word to say about him. Just big old smile on his face every time you talk to him. That's the kind of man he was. He was faithful. Faithful to the point that he'd wear himself out for the work of the Lord. We do our production every year. And for the last three, three years, I want to say, he was up here every single week working hours and hours and hours on our building sets. Working 
right up, pretty much right up until the production. Sometimes the day of, working on sets, doing everything he could to help out. Faithful. Not a preacher. He was a soul winner until his legs didn't allow him to be. He was a prayer warrior. I had the privilege of praying with him. One of our uh, 24-hour prayers. We had a night where about four or five slots, nobody showed up. It might be an exaggeration. Maybe it was three. He showed up at one o'clock in the morning. He was supposed to pray from one to two. He got up at four. And said, that hour went fast. Brother Watson, you've been down there for three hours. It went fast. He didn't realize that people didn't show up. Because he was just meeting with the master. That night I'll never forget. Because God was here. And I got to be a part of that, not because I got a hold of God, but because he did. And I got to be by him when he did it. Who's willing to take up that mantle? Who's willing to be a faithful servant in church? Who's willing to be in their place every time the doors are opened? Who's not going to allow the cares of this world to choke them out? If you knew anything about Brother Watson, he had every excuse and reason to not be here, to not follow the Lord. But that wasn't his heart. God saved him, and it changed him. And are we going to allow God to change us? Are we going to take up the mantle of those roles that we need, that need filled? I don't know what God has for you. I don't know what God wants you to do. I don't. But you do. And God's telling you what it is. And you know it, and you've been fighting it. You've been ignoring it. Through the tent meeting, through the, the missions conference, been ignoring it, fighting it. When are we going to stop fighting and be willing to get a hold of God? Be willing to ask him for a double portion and to take up that mantle and then use it. The difference between Elisha and the sons of the prophets was he wasn't willing to just sit by and watch Elijah go. He was willing to get his feet wet to jump into the battle and do something for the Lord. Are we willing to do something for the Lord tonight? That's all I have for you this evening. Are we willing to take up the mantle? Are we willing to get a hold of God and ask for a double portion? Somebody needs to. Because if we don't, there's no hope for the next generation. There's no hope for our children. There's no hope if we don't get a hold of God. There's no hope for our grandchildren. This world's just going to fall and get worse unless the people of God will get a hold of God. Father, we come to you. We thank you just for how good you are to us, Lord. Lord, that we can serve such a mighty God that is all-powerful and almighty and all-knowing, Lord. You know what's best for us. You know what we need. God, you've placed burdens in our hearts and our lives, and it's easy for us to fight them, ignore them. But Lord, help us to be willing to give it over to you and to get a hold of you and ask you for a double portion that we could see fruit 
and success in our ministries, that we could see your name lifted up above all else. Lord, we need you and we pray that you would help us to grow in you. Lord, we pray for your spirit, Lord, that we would receive a double portion as well. As the piano begins to play, play, won't you stand? Maybe there's business you need to do with the Lord.